0: Welcome back to the Decal Download Podcast. We're your source for the latest news and information from the Georgia Department of Early Care and Learning. With Commissioner Amy Jacobs, I'm Reg Griffin. We appreciate you joining us this week and every week. You can always find us at decal.ga.gov or on social media. Look for us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Well, there are many ways to reach us here at DECAL. You can go to our website at decal.ga.gov. You can email us, of course, or more than likely, you can still pick up a telephone and call us using 404-656-5957 or 1-888-442-7735. The voice you hear on the other side of the phone is very important to you and to us. And Commissioner, on this episode of Decal Download, we're actually going to meet some of those friendly people.
1: Well, I think what a great idea for a podcast to, to meet uh, these individuals that work so hard every day in uh, making sure that we provide excellent customer service to the folks that are either coming to our office or, or giving us a call on the phone.
0: Right. You may have met some of these uh, folks, if you're listening. You may have met some of them in person. Maybe you have only spoken with them on the phone. Uh, But we love having them on our team and representing DECAL on that very first touch point uh, when you do call in. So joining us to talk about customer service here at DECAL is Antonia Mack, Administrative Assistant in the Applicant Services Unit with Child Care Services. Tamisha Sims is a receptionist at CAPS. Georgia's Child and Parent Services. Tammy Clark is our agency receptionist right there on the seventh floor of the East Tower in downtown Atlanta. She's also an information specialist here at DECAL. And Quandra Obi is special assistant to Commissioner Jacobs. We're particularly interested in having Quandra back to ask all those questions. We've wondered, what's it like being literally feet away from the commissioner of DECAL? Uh, All of that straight ahead on I'm this I'm pretty episode. sure she
1: signed a non-disclosure agreement so I don't think that would be <laughs> allowable on this podcast right
0: oh, okay we may have some legal documentation <laughs> but we'll see what we can do. Yeah we'll <laughs> work around that as best we can ladies welcome to the podcast today thank you
2: thank you, for having Good us. Morning. Thank you.
0: so let's start uh commissioner with uh with you actually and, and I wanted to ask why Is customer service so important to you and really our agency overall?
1: You know, I think that's what we're one of the uh, things we're known for at Decal is providing excellent customer service and really being responsive to anyone that needs us. Because we are a state agency and all our public servants because of that. And we're here to do a job to serve the citizens of Georgia. And obviously our customers are uh, child care providers, teachers, families, and we may get some others that may not need to call us at all, but we handle their mm. calls anyway. I know I hear Tammy a lot saying that's the Department of Education, but let me give you that phone number. Um, but, you know, it's just it's all about um, I live by the golden rule. And I think it's, you know, you want you know how you want people to treat you the way you want to be treated. And so it's all about respecting those that call us, even if it's a really difficult conversation and getting them the answer that they need as quickly as possible.
0: Well, and you know, you think about it. If you don't work in state government and maybe you don't interact with state government that much, it's a little difficult to navigate to oh, really sure. know exactly where the call goes. And so, it is good uh, to call us and find out. It may be us, but in some cases, it may be another state agency.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It is hard to navigate, absolutely.
0: Uh, I even have a challenge sometimes when it's like, "Well, where does this fall?" Because I'm going to be trying to help someone who's looking for specific information that may seem in the school of common sense, like it would land at DECAL, but sometimes it it doesn't. So um, first, let's learn a little bit about each of you. We want to know how long you've been with DECAL, what you did before joining the agency, kind of, you know, how did your journey lead you to us? Quandra, let's start with you.
3: Yes, good morning. So mine is really kind of simple. I don't have a lot of Razzle and dazzle to my story but I started I've been with decal now this is going on my eighth year and I think that um before I came he- to decal I actually was working for Pearson View which was a testing center where we tested uh, well we didn't test but I would grade standardized tests from students all over the state all over the nation um and grades elementary all the way through high school and a good friend of mine who worked. Here at Decal, told me about an opportunity to work in the legal department, and uh, I threw my name in a hat, and then the rest is history. And so somehow I was with Decal in the legal department for about a year, and then I transitioned to pre-K instructional supports. And then uh, Mark Waits, my great predecessor, shout out to Mark, retired, and somehow my name got shuffled to the commissioner's office. (laughs) We've been a pair ever since.
0: I love, How long have you been working with the commissioner?
3: So this is going on my fifth year.
0: Wow. Okay. So we're I doing knew something
3: would, right, I think.
0: Yeah, I think it's working. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> uh, Tammy, how about you? Hi.
2: Um, I've been with DECAL now five years, just five years this December um, as the receptionist um, for the agency. Before coming here, I worked for a, a major uh, petroleum company. Uh, racetrack Corporation, as a accounts receivable specialist in operations. All right. And that's my journey.
0: I love Racetrack. Uh, that's All a good place right. to it's stop. Yes, if, it
2: is.
0: <laughs> traveling up and down the highways and byways, of working for DECAL. Uh, Tanisha, how about your story?
4: I've been with DECAL for a year. Before joining the team, I worked for Atlanta Public Schools, various positions. I also had the pleasure of being an after-school director um, at the school. Not only working with parents and students, I also had the pleasure of working with the monitoring process with decal hmm.
0: in uh, CCS
4: uh, n- no, as um like being an after school director, I had to go through everything.
0: Oh, I got you and we're actually working with the the consultant from decal
4: right okay so I know I've been through the back process and now I get to work with decal
0: right. Yeah, so you've seen it from both sides. I have. (laughs) That's great. Well, we're thrilled to have you with us. And then Antonia, how about your story?
5: Hi, I'm Antonia Mack. Um, I've been with DECAL since August of 2018. I um, initially started out as a uh, regional admin in the child care services um, unit, and then I transitioned into the um, administrative assistant role working um, directly with the applicant services unit. Um, Prior to that, I worked as a SNAP and Medicaid caseworker with um, defects. And then um, prior to that, uh, I'm from the state of Michigan. So I was a student at Michigan State University, and I was also working with the licensing and regulatory affairs unit um, with the state
0: of Michigan. All right. So, okay. a lot of the varied backgrounds here, yeah. and uh, great experience before coming to decal, that's terrific,
1: yeah, absolutely. Well, I'm really curious about this first question for each of you what is the most common question you receive from people calling into DECAL? And I'll just go with the same order.
3: Quandra, I can't wait to hear your answer. <laughs> well, they only want to talk to commissioner Jacobs. <laughs> and uh, we get variations of her name. I won't do it for today's discussion, but um, they want to talk to commissioner Jacobs about um, childcare. They want to talk to commissioner Jacobs about their background check. They want to talk to commissioner Jacobs about um, a complaint It's just Commissioner Jacobs. And, um, you know, I I like to listen to them, but I also like to redirect them to the right appropriate party who can get to them a lot quicker. And one of the things that I have to continue to remind our constituents is that Commissioner Jacobs is always happy to talk with you, but we can probably expedite this matter if we get you to the right party who can tell you exactly what you need to know. That's what it is for me. Yeah. What about you, Tammy?
2: Yes, as agency receptionist, I get a variety of calls um, from starting a program, which I believe is the most common call that I get. Secondly would be um, probably a complaint of some sort, (laughs) but I could get calls from, as you mentioned earlier, that may not even apply to our division or our agency, But I would say, how do I start my own program?
1: I would not have guessed that. So that's that's, that's new to me. Good to know. What about you, Tamisha? My
4: role as a receptionist is kind of different. I do not answer the phone. I see customers face-to-face. Our calls are handled by the CRU
1: team. Okay. And what are folks coming into the office for face-to-face usually?
4: Um, usually it's coming for a change request, the studies, mm-hmm. or to submit an application, uploading documents, and if it's other things um that I don't have access to, I connect them with CCRU.
1: Perfect. And what about you, Antonia?
5: Um, so with um in my role as um administrative assistant with applicant services, the main question is um them either wanting to start a business or um, the documents required and or they're um, looking to um, get an update on an application that's already been submitted. Um, I do um, often help out other units. so um, we do we have a front desk receptionist on the sixth floor as well. And whenever I'm helping answer the phones there, I think the number um, the number one calls are um, wanting to either speak with the complaint unit or intake unit and also wanting to speak with um, the caps. Hmm.
0: Let me toss in this question because I'm curious about this. Um, We were talking about Tamisha mainly receiving people in person. Let me ask all four of you real quick, uh, which is more difficult helping someone on the phone or helping someone live and in person right there in front of you. Tamisha, why don't you start with that one?
4: Um, I feel that the, Phone calls are more harder, mhm um because when you face to face you can basically kind of calm that person down and get you know try to see exactly what's going on, and I think when you
5: face to face with somebody, you can handle business better
0: mhm, yeah, I would agree, and Tony, how about you?
5: Um, I feel like face to face is a little bit more challenging um only because um you know these um they've taken trips up to the home office. Um, They've done the footwork and they're coming to try and resolve an issue. So when they finally do get someone face to face, they want that resolved right then and there. Um, A lot of times I do try and help resolve it. Or um, if I'm unable to, then, you know, I direct them to the the next person. Um, But I I feel like in-person would be more challenging.
0: Mm -hmm. That's interesting. Tammy, you do a little of both.
2: I do. I do. I have both um, incoming calls and a guest walk in. I think um, I would agree with Antonia. Maybe the um, incoming uh, face-to-face would be more difficult because um, by phone, I'm always having a list of folks that I can direct callers to. If one's not available, I do have another choice. In person, it's a little bit more difficult um, to find the appropriate person, or if they're even in the office. Mm. So I would say the walk in would be more difficult.
0: That's always fun when you say, you know, the only person that can help you is Sam. Unfortunately, Sam is not (laughs) here today.
2: (laughs) Right, right.
0: Um, But I can take you to his house.
3: Well, so, I, mean, I just, just want to add real quick. I remember during the pandemic when we were all trying to uh, safe, socially distance ourselves. We were working remotely. There were still some people from the public. I remember talking with Tammy and uh, there were those times where some people would make the journey to decal and we're not a storefront. So you've got to find no. parking. And if you park, depending on where you park, that can be a hike, especially in those <laughs> hot summer months. And then if you yeah. have children and. You're carrying bags and pushing strollers and all to find out that what you need is uh, really could really be done a lot quicker with a phone call or email. And so that was sometimes kind of hard, I know, for Tammy to try to calm them down. But, you know, she was nice enough to offer them a bottle of water and tell them how she could help them resolve their issue. But it is I, I do agree with Antonia and Tammy. It can be challenging if people aren't familiar with our process, because sometimes it is easier to do things by phone or by email versus coming in person.
0: Mm-hmm. Sounds like you guys just need to send them down to Tanisha, who's excellent face to face, apparently. So I,
3: I think it's excellent
4: <laughs> to me because I'm just used to seeing people face to face. Right. Yeah. Yeah.
0: You don't really have an option because that's kind of part of the job. So you've done well in that. That's great. And, And let me ask you this, Tammy, how does the phone system work? Let's say folks pick up the phone. They call us on that main number. Do you get all the calls first and then send them to the appropriate person or department? I know, I guess, once you know that person's phone number, you can call them directly, but you're hearing from a lot of different folks, I guess.
2: Well, yes, I am. As the agency receptionist, our number goes out on most of all of our correspondence and mail. So I do get um, the calls first. I'm able to direct them to the appropriate areas, units, or persons, depending on their needs. Um, we do have some units that are that have help desk. So I'm able to at least give them those numbers to talk with the help desk specialist being the CAPS unit, our inclusion specialist, and also the criminal records unit.
3: Mm-hmm. So
2: I do just direct them to the appropriate person once I find a need.
1: Well, many people call about finding child care or pre-K, and we do have a CCS consultant of the day and a pre-K specialist of the day. Do people seem to appreciate those contacts being available to them? Oh, yes, they really do.
2: I do believe they appreciate having someone now that we have so many, um, so few options to speak to a live person that everybody's so upset about. Press one, press two, press three. I'm glad that we do have uh, those contacts and they seem to really appreciate it. I get a lot of, oh, yes, please. Thank you. That <laughs> sort of thing. Just knowing that they could speak with a person mm-hmm. is really appreciated.
0: Well, it's kind of like we've anticipated that probably more of the calls are going to be about those two areas. So you've got an expert and I know they share that responsibility. So it's a different person, I think, every week. Um, but someone on the team and, and, and talking to those folks in CCS and pre-K, they say it really helps them have a better understanding of what the general questions are at the moment when they do spend that week uh, on the phone. So Uh, I think it's helpful in a lot of different ways. Um, We know callers can be upset and frustrated anytime they call a government agency. Uh, What is your secret for putting them at ease and assuring them that you want to help them? Tammy, let's start with you.
2: I really believe uh, listening to their questions or concerns, um, being knowledgeable, or at least um, I would say competent or confident, in getting them to the appropriate person is one of the things that uh, put them most at ease, mm. just knowing that I can get you to the correct person and we'll do what we can to resolve any issues or any concerns that you might have.
0: Right. Demetria, you're going face to face now. What's, uh, what's your secret?
4: <laughs> um, patience, positive attitude, um, listening. So I can get the, them to the right person that they need.
0: Antonia, how about you?
5: Um, Mine is really simple, and it's the same as um, Mrs. Tammy, is that um, listening goes a a very long way. Um, Just having someone answer the phone and just, you know, is a breath of fresh air, and then not only to listen. Um, Another thing um, would be, like Mrs. Tammy said, being knowledgeable. I'm I'm a person, I never want to pass off a phone call, so I will – while I, I'm on the phone, I'll try and uh, resolve that issue prior to me either transferring or saying, hey, um, unfortunately, we'll have to have someone reach back out to you. Um, another thing that I find very helpful is um, if I do have to transfer or redirect them to someone else, I take their information down. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes um, tra- calls get dropped. Um st- You know, people get lost in the weeds. If we're transferring them to a unit that's very busy, uh, you know, it might accidentally get overlooked. So just having or asking for their name and number often um, helps um, calm that person down as well.
0: Mm -hmm. Empathy, I think, is is a key to a lot of this, just because we've all, whether it's calling in a government agency, calling a, a business that we're dealing with. Um, we've, we've had those moments when, you know, that on hold music's about to drive you crazy and you're rolling your eyes when they say your call is very important to us and you've been holding for a long time. Quandra, I know you've got some secrets. What are your secrets?
3: Well, mine isn't really too much different. Um, but I will say I do, you know, I'm deaf. I definitely understand where you're coming from and what the other ladies shared as well. Um, I do a bit of calling around and, and voicing my concern just as a customer. So I try to put myself in that customer's shoes, in that constituent's shoes rather. And so uh, I do want to listen and I want to listen to the whole store, no matter how long it takes. I know sometimes I wonder if Commissioner Jacobs is like, is she talking to some friends? Because I can hold <laughs> some conversations quite long for a long time. But I want, I want them to know that uh, I care about what they're saying. And even if it's not, something within my wheelhouse, I always try to say, I apologize that you had this infraction. That's not the impression we want you to walk away with. And here's what I can do. So I'm very honest about, I can can put you to the appropriate party, the right department, um, but I also give them my information to call me back if they haven't heard within a 24 turnaround. Uh, We've got a really good team, a responsive team, all the way around with every unit. If an email comes from me, from a constituent, um, they... Nine times out of 10 are going to answer it within that same day, even if it's 459 and our office is open from eight to five. And so it feels really good to know that we've got um, that type of support all the way around. So one thing I will also add is that when people know that you've given their them your number, they call you for everything. So mm-hmm. I don't know if that's a good thing or bad <laughs> thing, but they call me for everything. They say, Mrs. Elby, you talked to me three weeks ago, four months ago, but it lets me know that we're doing something right. And that when I passed them off to the next party, they took just as good as care of them as I did the first time around.
0: Right. But again, you know, we do the same thing. If we had a contact like that, that, that came through, yeah. we'd probably keep calling them back again. So
3: yeah. I say, in my phone, <laughs> <laughs>
1: I uh, I do, you know, get the, I guess it's a privilege to hear some of Quandra's conversations and some folks will keep her on the phone for quite some time. She knows her whole life story. She knows that their cat passed away last week. I mean, she, <laughs> she knows all that. Um, but I do like that. She does set a reasonable expectation when she says, I'm going to pass your number on to, you know, whoever it may be. And if you don't hear back from them within 24 or 48 hours, depending on the situation, you call me back. And I think, mm-hmm. you know, that's good because um, just like Antonio mentioned, like we're just we're all busy. You never know when a call might just get accidentally lost. Um, and so I think that's good to have that backup. And Reg, you mentioned back, you know, hold hold music. Do we have on hold music at Decal? I don't,
5: even
0: I don't think we do. No, okay. I don't, I, I don't we think answer we answer the
1: phone so quickly. We don't need on hold music. We don't even <laughs>
0: need on hold. There's <laughs> right. no time for on hold that's right. music. That's right. OK, I was just wondering. <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs>
1: Well, um, we do have several divisions at decal as we've all talked about. Who gets the most calls each day? I have a guess, but I'm just gonna let Tammy, maybe you could answer this. You one. have a guess.
2: Well, while we were working um remotely during the um our distancing, I was able to take a uh, sort of a, la- a running inventory right. or list all day. And I would say we would have a tie <laughs> with childcare okay. services, our CCS group, and also CAPS. Hmm. They would get the majority of our phone calls. Um, both big units um, handling great responsibilities. So it was those two. I could not say one would be the other. There gotcha. may be a tie.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Anybody else? Quandra, what about you? What, you know, it's what, the season for me. What are the me. concerns that you receive the most about it? It, it, it's the season for me, Namel? You know, nobody
3: calls you to tell you good things. No, they don't. They really don't. Um, it's that's okay though, because they know that when they're going to call decal, they're gonna get they're gonna get the work done. Uh-huh. Um, I would say CAPS gets a lot of calls, you know, especially during those peak seasons when school's back in session, I mean, CAPS is just on and popping. And, you know, uh, they want to, they want to either put their child in a program that to receive CAPS or either they want to transfer their child to a program, to another program. So CAPS gets a lot of calls and then everything kind of else just sprinkles in, but it's, it's mostly CAPS for me. Hmm. I
5: would say um, most recently um, applicant services Uh, received a a lot of calls. And I think that that is because there's not a lot of help. There's a lot of help out there for um, people who are wanting to start their own childcare business. And um, people are calling in and wanting to maximize um, those grants that are being offered or those trainings and things like that. So um, I think um, since most recently, um, applicant services has um, noticed an increase in calls coming in.
0: Right. Hmm. And, you know, that's great to know, because we all know that through the pandemic, it was very, very challenging on the child care industry. We had a lot of child care programs that that may have closed, although um, really, when you sort of look at it on average, we've sort of come right back to where we were prior to the pandemic in terms of open uh, child care programs. So that's good to know. I mean, we're getting a lot of phone calls about how do I start a child care program? Um, so that's that's probably encouraging. Uh, Quandra, you've mentioned a few things, but what's it like being the special assistant to Commissioner Jacobs? I mean, are those Mm -hmm. very specific phone calls? And I guess you're all across the board. You're decal jeopardy. It might be about caps. It might be about pre k
3: Yes. Well, I, you know, we make it fun in our office. I mean, we if you don't hear laughter coming down that hallway, something's wrong. Um, <laughs> but we have a good time. I think, you know, we try to make um, the most of the time that we have together and we try to talk about things. Even the steamy, there have been some steamy calls that come through where some people have just been passed around like a hot potato and mm. they're just that, you know, they've reached a voice, like Antonia said, and now, you know, you're the one that's going to get the brunt of all their frustration. But we try to um, deal with that accordingly and talk them off the ledge, so to speak. And then a lot of times, you know, I'll just kind of share some of my concern with the commissioner. And one thing she always helps me to realize is that, you know, another day, another dollar, we we won't let that one thing throw us off our keister. We'll just take it with stride and move on. And it's really been helpful for me because, I'm glad that I have the support in the office throughout the agency to have people support me and dealing with some of those challenging calls at times so it's been fun and i i really I really enjoy hearing about what's going on with people like I want to know it's funny how you talk to people and you try to find out so what's the what's the issue with your call it it, it sometimes feels like a game it's like so are we upset about option A or B? Let's start from the beginning. You know, right. it, it literally feels like I'm putting a puzzle together. I'm I'm dating myself. If y'all ever watched Soul Train, you remember how they had that board where you had to solve oh, the yeah. clue. Yeah, yeah, the title. I'm like, "Okay, yeah. so this is what happened." And then we're talking about 2 years ago. Okay, so let me let me give you a brief summary. Is that what happened? And they'll say, <laughs> "No." And I'll say, "Okay, let's let's start from the beginning." And then sometimes I'll say, let's start from the end. Maybe that'll help me because it's not always one, two, three. And I think um, trying to help navigate people to tell you what's the who, what, when, where, why, and sometimes how helps me figure out where I need to send them for the right support.
0: Right. Well, I've always told people that every employee, and we have over 800 employees at DECAL now, and no matter what your department, Every one of us is in two different areas, customer service and public relations. And I mean that like if you were to bump into someone at the grocery store and they had a complaint about their child care provider, you could hear them out. And at that point, you're in customer service. But then turn that around and say, but you ought to see what we're doing through programs like Quality Rated and Inclusive Early Learning and all these different things that we're working individually with these providers so you go from customer service to public relations but then also make sure you follow up with the department and let them know that you had that comment because that helps us to be better um the next day i'm just wondering do you guys have any advice for the rest of our team on how to continue to make decal as the commissioner says the gold standard uh in state government just one little Nugget, uh, maybe that you could give um, our the rest of our team, the other eight hundred employees uh, here at decal,, uh, how to make us better. Tammy, what would you say?
2: Just keeping us informed of of new programs, of uh, changes to programs, things that we are offering. I like to be aware of those things because I get calls about um, all types of issues. So just being informed of uh, programs or what's happening. Uh, New, I do subscribe to our um, Facebook page. So I catch a lot of things on our Facebook page. That's a good um, resource to Mm -hmm. use. But it it would help just knowing how I can help a caller in knowing about changes Mm -hmm. or up-and-coming programs that will assist in child care services in Georgia.
0: Yeah, that's great advice. Let the folks who answer the phones know. Because they're going to be talking to folks about it. Tamisha, how about you?
4: I'd say the same as Ms. Tammy, just keeping me informed. So when, you know, parents come in, I'm able to let them know what's going on and the changes that we have made.
0: Okay, very good. Antonia?
5: I would, I would encourage people to cross-train, learn about um, mm. other units, um, learn about what's happening or what's new and quality rated. Um you know, as of this, what, either the end of last year or this year, now um, pro- providers are accepting caps or receive caps. You now have to be quality rated. So um, I think that it's important that when we do um, encounter these initial phone calls, if we can resolve it right then and there, that would reduce that headache of not <laughs> of, for quantity. Okay. We're just trying to look at that all together. But um, yeah, just be yeah, just um, be willing to cross-train or learn what the next unit is learning would um, go a long way.
0: Mm-hmm. Very good. I'm making notes here for employee communications and our internal efforts. Quandra, how about you?
3: No, I love all of those responses, but, you know, I think we've done a great job with our website, with the newsletter, with the podcast. I mean, I've gotten a lot of information from the podcast, just getting a more in-depth dive into how these programs work and how they're so intricately, intricately designed. I would also say, um, but it it is relationship based. You know, a lot of the stuff that I'm able to ascertain from our coworkers is just by conversations. Hey, what's going on? Just saying, Hey, what, you know, and I'll just say, what do y'all have got, what do y'all have going on? And some people will say, what don't we have going on? Where do you want me to start? I'm like, well, just tell me what's up. And I'll, I may, I may mention something that I've heard, you know, in passing by or, around the water cooler and they'll give me a little more insight. So I think for me, it's relationship-based, making intentional efforts to talk to people throughout the agency to find out what's going on. So you can kind of be that fly on the wall and you're not in the dark.
0: Right. Well, guys, this has been fascinating. And uh, I know I have learned a lot from talking to you guys. And we, uh, on behalf of the whole team, want to thank you for everything that you do in being that often first representative uh, to our customers uh, and we do have customers in government work. I know a lot of people kind of don't necessarily think that, but we serve you, the constituents, as our customers. And uh, Quandra, Tammy, Tamisha, Antonia, thanks so much for everything you do. And please let us know how we can keep helping you out in your work every day.
5: Absolutely. Thanks for having Thank you us. so much. Thanks. Thank, Thank you for having me.
0: Now, what are your questions for Commissioner Jacobs? Let's go to the water cooler.
5: Hi, my name is
1: Amanda Tarpley and I work in CAPS here in Atlanta. My question for Commissioner Jacobs is, when do you think that we will be able to have our next all-decal in-person staff meeting? Uh, Well, hello, Amanda. Thanks for your question. You know, it has been quite a few years, it feels like, since we've had an all-staff meeting. I want to say, Reg, it was 2019, so I right before the right. pandemic hit us all. Right. But good news is we're actually talking about and starting to plan for an all-staff meeting, hopefully in October of 2023. It's a lot of work. There, We have over 700 employees, so finding the space and planning a really good agenda for a full day for us all to be together is it takes a lot of planning, but we've already started that, and so hopefully more information will be out soon to our DECAL team.
0: You know, I think I heard Robin Stevens the other day say 850.
1: Yeah, we do have now. quite a few temps right now You mm. know, to help us implement all of the COVID-related projects. And right. so, yeah, it would bring it up to over 850. That's a lot. Of that
0: things. is amazing. <laughs> Around 400 when I started 10 years yeah. ago. So we've yeah. seen a lot of growth. <laughs> yeah, well, we definitely. look forward to seeing everybody. It's always great. And I think our team, because they are all over the state, really do enjoy being in the same place uh, for a few hours uh, for one yes. of those.
1: Yeah, I think so. It's always a good day.
0: Now it's your chance at winning a nice prize in the decal download quiz. We'll draw one name from all the correct answers to this question. Email your response to decal download at decal.ga.gov. Here's the question What did the panel say was the most popular topic among callers to our agency? What did the panel say was the most popular topic? among callers to our agency answer that question correctly you could win a prize from one of our sponsors chick-fil-a fun spot america georgia aquarium georgia lottery lakeshore learning materials the school box waffle house and the world of coca-cola museum once again what did the panel say was the most popular topic among callers to our agency send that to decal download at decal.ga.gov. Thanks for playing and good luck. Thanks for listening to the DeCal Download Podcast. The Georgia Department of Early Care and Learning improves outcomes for children and families by strengthening early learning experiences and partnership with early education programs, professionals, stakeholders, families, and communities. Their vision is that every child in Georgia will have equal access to high quality early care and education. For more information, visit their website at decal.ga.gov. Join the conversation at Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Follow Commissioner Jacobs on Twitter at C-O-M-M Jacobs.